0: and welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast series, Sunny Side Up. I'm Paroma. I'll be your host for the day. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast, Sunny Side Up. We're happy to have you here today. Tell us, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Do you want to begin by telling the audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your current role at Twilio and feel free to really get them to know you. You know, you can talk about your favorite pet, your favorite color, anything.
1: Sure.
0: I work
1: at Twilio currently, but originally came through tech through quite a roundabout way. When I started Twilio, they had this tradition where everybody who joined would tell a fun fact about themselves uh, as a way to get to know each other. And my fun fact is one that I use quite a lot, um, is that I was a medieval studies major in college. So I spent my undergraduate years spending a lot of time learning about castles and Vikings and Norse mythology. Um, So I was really excited about that. Um, I was initially going to go into that as a career doing historic preservation, but for a variety of reasons, ended up moving more to so something a little bit more practical, uh, ended up working in business and I really enjoyed that transition, though there aren't always as many castles in my life now. So my current mm-hmm. role at Twilio uh-huh. is on our international product marketing efforts and really building out the strategy uh-huh. as well as the best practices for how we talk about and position our product internationally we have a really, we've grown mm-hmm. teams and is one of the, the challenges for a global company is as you're thinking about going in different markets with different requirements and different audiences and different perspectives, really thinking through how you can tailor your particular message to their needs. And that's really the role that I'm in now is working really closely with our core product marketing teams, working with other regional field teams and working with other product teams across the business to really tell our story internationally.
0: So tell us what a typical day at work is like. It's a good question. I would say there is no typical
1: day. The one consistency is it's always very varied mm-hmm. in my role or in product marketing in general is very cross-functional. So I'm constantly working with different teams on multiple different projects at once. So ends up being a lot of meetings, at least with our company. So that i work with people, move things forward and just touch base on different projects. So on a typical day, we could have Meeting uh, meeting on what our new corporate narrative is going to be, what's a new product packaging strategy we're going to roll out in EMEA, um, what we want to do for a website in a new country, how we're going to translate it and talk about our products in a market that we haven't been to before, um, and then working with the team on um, sharing, uh, understanding more what they're working on and how we can potentially build out a regional specific strategy for their product content. So really varied, um, but something I think is incredibly interesting and exciting is that I'm constantly getting to learn more about different parts of the business and get to work with a lot of wonderful, great, smart people.
0: Sophie, so as a product marketing manager, what are some of the key trends you're seeing in the B2B tech marketing space currently?
1: I think there's a couple different broad trends. The first, I think, is increasingly thinking through how to... Um, You really had to stay relevant and on top of a variety of trends that are happening in industry and also in different markets. And then thinking through how to tie product stories and product narratives to those broader trends that customers are facing. And then secondly, really trying to understand and learn more about what customers need and what they want and how they can help. So I think an increasing focus on customers and really understanding their mindset uh, is incredibly important. And then the third one is around data uh, and how we can increasingly use more data to drive more consistent decisions, to drive decisions that have uh, you know, hypothesis testing to really ensure that we are being as effective as possible with our limited time uh, and resources and really addressing in the mm-hmm. most impactful way possible customer needs.
0: Do you want to tell us a little bit about the key data metrics and data or insights and intelligence that you use as parameters for your campaigns?
1: Yeah. So I think one of the key sources of data for any company is around your current customer base. Understanding what particular types of trends, what trends are you seeing in your customers in terms of how they're using your products, what are you, they're using your products for, uh, and even who they are, what kinds of industries they're in, and what kinds of buyers they are, and really using that to inform a strategy of where you have been really successful and try to see what can you learn from these, these early adopters or from these customers who have been really successful on your platform and then use that as a starting point to test additional hypotheses down the road. I think in parallel, though, it's mm-hmm. really important to look beyond what existing signals you have in your business, but also keep in mind what additional trends or other changes might be out there that should be included as well. And so I think staying more up to date with broader trends in industry, with analysts and with peers in the space is incredibly important to understand where you should be moving the business and helping to have that strategic vision. So I think that at a high level. And then I think mm-hmm. the second piece of that is interactions with your customers, so not just what they're using with your product, but how they're engaging with you across a variety mm-hmm. of channels, whether it's your website, whether it's in-person events and thinking through what can you learn from that, which channels or tactics are being most effective and how can you further hone your messaging and your strategy on that level to really reach the kinds of customers that you want.
0: Uh So given currently that there's a lot of dynamics, a lot of changes in the tech marketing sector, there's also been talk of the B2B salesperson, the typical B2B salesperson and their role dying out because of all the new tools and technologies out there. How do you see the role of a product marketing manager evolve with time?
1: That's a great question. Product marketing managers, I think, increasingly could be thinking broadly about not just a particular product, but really about how this product integrates into a customer's overall strategy and overall Business, uh-huh. but sort of thinking beyond one particular product. I think there's a ton of value both for the customer and in the business in being able to tie together previously disparate parts of the product or parts of the business to really tell a cohesive story that addresses a customer's particular pain point, not just at a product level, but more at a solution use case level. So I can see product uh-huh. marketing becoming really to be still really deep expertise, but also bring in more cross functional. A more cross-functional perspective on the way that they talk about products to customers is something that I would think of. And then especially for products that are technical, of being able to really pivot between very different types of buyers. um, I think that's an incredibly valuable skill set as many more technical products come to market and increasingly come to consumers and businesses that are less familiar with technology. It's incredibly important for product marketing to be able
0: to bridge that gap um, between different types of buyers Mm -hmm. in the market. What are some of the biggest challenges that you're noticing in B2B and tech product marketing today? I think some of the biggest challenges that I'm seeing today in my experience with product marketing
1: is how to differentiate your product in a really crowded space and how to help customers understand why this particular product and why now. I think there's almost, you know, if you've seen these massive market landscape guides, all the vendors in the space. Or in a particular space, it's massive. And they've really grown exponentially in the last couple of years. And I think a lot of it is customers feeling mm-hmm. customers feel really overwhelmed with how many options there are, and how many people, um, how many companies are speaking about products in a very vague or high level way, which I think is necessary if you're having a product that's really complicated, but really helping customers understand and feel confident with the decisions that they're making, even if they might not have a technical, as technical of a background. So I think really being able to have a lot of empathy mm-hmm. for your customer um, is increasingly important, especially as products get increasingly sophisticated and more technical. I think that's going to be really key. A key challenge It's something that the product marketers can keep in mind. And then the other thing is product marketers who really have that broad cross-functional experience. I think it's always a challenging role in product marketing because they wear so many different hats in every business. Mm-hmm. And so Being able to find people or have experience with people who have done a lot of different types of things across the go-to-market function and even sometimes the product function to be able to bring that expertise into their day-to-day.
0: So can you tell us about some of your most successful go-to-market strategies that have helped generate better ROI? I think one of the key strategies that has been
1: incredibly helpful, I touched on a little bit earlier,
0: has really been
1: tying back some of the more technical benefits of a product to a company's broader business objective. And I think as part Mm -hmm. of the strategy, it's important to both go really deep on both sides of the equation, both on the technical side to understand at that deep level why your product is different and better and stronger than others in the market, but also be able to tie Mm -hmm. that back not to a business's goals, which might be much broader than a particular project or initiative. And I think really becoming a thought partner with customers and equipping teams internally and externally to share that message is incredibly important and can be incredibly impactful. I think that's a strategy that I've used in my career that's been really helpful in just trying to bridge the gap between two sides of internal view of a product and how it's useful and really being mindful of why customers are looking for it what pain points they're suffering from um, and how the product can address it.
0: Is there any, any specific advice you'd have for them, for those teams? Um, I
1: think it's increasingly, it's really important to have that perspective of customers and to really think broadly, mm-hmm. not just about the immediate users of your product, but also about mm-hmm. the impact it's going to be driving more broadly um, and the impact on others in, in an organization or in a company at large. And I think being able to help them think, mm-hmm. bridge that gap um, is incredibly helpful. And then I think on the other side, Mm -hmm. I think staying, really becoming an expert in helping become like a trusted thought partner for your customers and really helping advise them on what solutions they're looking to build or what solutions they're looking to buy and how that really is going to help them and their business and also help them educate them on some of the things that might be happening in the market that they may or may not be aware of. But being able to do so in a very humble and supportive way for customers is, I think, really important. And then having both of those groups Mm -hmm. be able to communicate well with each other and really present a cohesive message to the customer.
0: So, you know, in one of our earlier episodes, we had someone say that uh, when it comes to product marketing and product messaging and positioning, especially, she observes that there's a lot of bad copy or bad quality content out there because everyone's always sharing something, you know, and everyone has a blog. Almost every company seems to have a podcast or host webcasts, webinars. So there's a lot already moving around out there. So when it comes to product messaging, what are some of the biggest lags and challenges that you see? B2B tech marketers struggle with? I think the biggest challenge is, I think, really how to provide content that is
1: specific enough and valuable enough for customers that is also not purely promotional Mm -hmm. content. And I think that's the fine line of what really good thought leadership content is. The customers find valuable, but also don't feel like you're trying to sell your particular product. Sell them Um, something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really difficult line to, to it's going to be a really hard line, especially when I think all these products are technical. And we, I've seen a lot of blogs that I've read around marketers use a lot of shorthand to describe what the product does, which can be helpful, but mm-hmm. also not particularly useful sometimes. Because if you look and you know, if you drive around the Bay area, you see a ton of billboards and they're all using the same kind of buzzwords. And you really have to have a lot of context already around technical products and the spaces that they're operating in to understand what they might be doing and what those roles are. And I think as a product marketer, it's really important mm-hmm. to be able to think about what your customer already knows about the space and the product um, and not assume that level of expertise already mm-hmm. and be able to break the product down and describe it in ways that are very easily intelligible, I think is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that use that as an exercise to build, build a lot of empathy with your customer who maybe isn't as familiar with it and isn't as much of an expert on this particular space as you are, but do so in a way that's still valuable for them. I think that ends up being the challenge too mm-hmm. for a lot of the content that you mentioned. Some of it ends up being too high level or too vague and abstract, or the other ones can be very emotional. Mm-hmm. So it's finding that middle ground between yeah. content that's useful and actionable, but also Doing the two. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, this was a great conversation, Sophie, and uh, we appreciate the time you took out to spend it here with us and you know share your insights with our audience. Are there any other specific key takeaways you'd like to share? You know, maybe even in terms of work-life balance before we end for the day.
1: I think the most important thing about product marketing is to always be curious and probably I think in career and life in general, always be learning and always think through what you want to learn more about, um, even if it doesn't seem immediately applicable. I think there's always value in learning new things, learning new ways of thinking, getting different perspectives and things that can eventually help you down the road um, or just enrich your experience and the perspective that you bring to the work that you do. So I would always encourage people to stay curious and be engaged both in their work and in what they're doing outside
0: of it as well. Great, Sophie. Thank you so much for your time. Have an awesome day ahead. Thank you. You too.